You're watching WLWT News 5, leading the way. All right, hello, happy Wednesday. That is the city again behind us. Uh, fog. <laughs> I've seen that building once or twice. I think it's here. <laughs> it is. This fog, man, I, and I, I felt bad yesterday knowing that people midday were like, this is, it's making it very hard to rally and get through this Tuesday. I kind of had a feeling we were going to see it again today. So I, apologies. The sun is out there. Yeah, I actually had to convince my children that it was. They're like, Dad, the sun's not behind these clouds. I'm like, no, it is. It is, it's somewhere. Just, it's far out it's covered. there. covered. So we do have gloom again today. The fog probably not causing as many issues on the roadways. There are areas where it'll be dense. We'll talk more about that as we head through the morning. Uh, we want to get to some of our headlines. The first being a boil water <laughs> advisory for a huge chunk of the west side of yep. downtown Cincinnati. Yeah, so if you know people who live this direction, uh, just let them know that they need to take care of their waters. It stretches from I-74 all the way down to Marion Way and River Road between Beekman and State Streets and Central Parkway and Plum Street. Uh, we're talking Camp Washington, Lower Price Hill, North and South Fairmont. So if you know people who live in that area, tell them. We're talking ice makers, uh, dishwashers, your morning coffee so pot, much. showering, brushing your teeth. Do not use water coming out of your tap. This is all from a water main break, yeah. and this boil advisory goes until 8 p.m. today at this time. So that's a lot of areas. I think there's some uh, children's areas or children or some daycare. There's some Head centers. Start programs yeah. and some pre like pre -pro post school programs that are kind of watching to see what to do. But I mean, you made the point about the ice makers. That's something you're like not thinking. Oh, yeah, that's a direct line into the ice maker. Yeah. So all of those probably toss them, maybe yeah. turn the ice maker off for a little while and then let it run once everything's back on. But, um, you know, this is the second morning in a row. We're talking about access to water yeah. because the, the folks from that Williamsburg of Cincinnati apartment complex, uh, you know, it reminds you, you know, we're very, very lucky most times to have access to clean water every single day. But uh, this is definitely an inconvenience for these folks, uh, especially running through 8 p.m. tonight. So um, dishwasher, that was something else that someone mentioned. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are all things that have direct lines to your water line. So you want to be careful in using that. And we will update you through the morning uh, news this morning. If you went to bed early, obviously the Senate runoff election in Georgia was happening. Maybe not staying up for it like you would on election night because <laughs> right, yes. it was uh, one state. Uh, but Raphael Warnock is heading back to the Senate uh, in that runoff. I believe it was 51-49, so yeah. another close election. Yeah, uh, Warnock, he was initially um, um, appointed or no, he ran and was elected for it to finish a term. Uh, so this will be his first full six-year term um, in the state of Georgia. And, you know, when you see the returns, it was huge early voting numbers. I think like 1.2, 1.3 million people voted early in this election, which tends to favor uh, Democrats. And then just kind of watching the analysis. He really overperformed um, in areas this time around, especially in the suburbs around Atlanta. That's uh, going to give him uh, the victory and give Democrats a 51-49 split in the Senate. They already held majority with the vice president's vote, but this will allow them to hold majorities in uh, committees. Um, so we're talking, you know, judgeships, uh, Supreme Court appointments. If uh, President Biden gets to make any of those, uh, Democrats won't need uh, GOP help to get those through. So they can really um, uh, make a bigger impact um, on on our country moving uh, forward from the upper chamber. For at least for the next couple of years. No. Um, we have an update. A Hamilton County Corrections Officer has been arrested, but charges are from Butler County. Um, this is definitely one that we're going to dig more on today because we got the charges, but we don't know much about what unfolded uh, to lead this lead to these charges. So court records showing that Michael Crawford, again, he was a Hamilton County Corrections Officer. 
I guess still technically is, but is right now on unpaid administrative leave. He's been charged with illegal use of a minor in nudity-oriented material, dissemination of images of another person, and electronic monitoring. So um, that's, again, one of those stories that we absolutely will be digging on today to try to get more information because, um, yeah, we just got the charges yesterday, but that's something that people are going to want answers about as far as what took place to lead to that. Absolutely, especially in a story involving uh, children as right. well, something you never want to hear, but uh, just one of those stories we want to keep an eye on. You know, another story we talked about that really caught our eye as we were reading it uh, this morning over in Elmwood Place. Uh, they had a deadly shooting um, back in November, and another person was taken to the hospital, but I think the, the big, obviously the loss of life was absolutely right. horrible, right, right, but right. they held a meeting last night. Small police department couldn't respond to the incident. The police chief, he you know, got up and he was asking, you know, if you guys know anything, you know, please let us know. And you heard somebody from the crowd say, you know, we, you want us to help you when you, you can't help, didn't us, help us. us. Right. Um, and he said, you know, they just didn't have an officer on staff. They were rep responding to something else at the time, too. He talked about how he had left the office at five o'clock and then the incident happened about four hours later. But still, I mean, if you live in the Elmwood area and you expect your police to respond, but they don't have anybody on call, that's really, really troubling. Right. And the Police chief, he's interim police chief right now, yes, I believe, yes, but he was yes. also talking and saying, you know, like, uh, uh, I had I had been there all day and I that was I was not on when that call came through. Unfortunately, that's not what the answers that the people in your no. jurisdiction want to hear. They want to hear, okay, so what are we going to do now? They also said that a lot of the homicide cases, or if there are homicide cases or shootings, those oftentimes get kicked over to Hamilton County Sheriff's Department to investigate just based off of resources, which makes sense. The Hamilton County has a, a whole lot more as far as um, what they can have access to, labs, different things like that. So I'm sure um, they have a good partnership there. But yes, I think the residents are saying, all right, like, let's let us know what's going on here because this was in our neighborhood and we want answers, which they have a right to do. So good for them for standing up and hopefully they'll be able to have an open dialogue and conversation with their police department. Uh, today is Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. I am having the hardest time saying Pearl Harbor. I don't know why, um, but it is Remembrance Day today. And the, one of our high schools is there, which is such a unique experience because, of course, you know, it's an incredible opportunity, but they're there for a very somber reason. Absolutely. They're uh, in Oahu right now. They'll be performing tonight, I believe, at uh, seven, 7 o'clock or no. 6 o'clock their time, their time 11, 11 o'clock our, our time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they'll be performing and they've been practicing and they've been fundraising. And um, it's really a cool moment for them because there's going to be Pearl Harbor survivors there. And there's yeah. really only a handful maybe left. What an um, experience. Yeah. So they'll get to meet um, those gentlemen and have an amazing experience. And we're going to be able to see more of it tomorrow. Yes. Since it will happen past our bedtime, we'll bring it to you <laughs> in the morning. Let's check in that forecast talking more about that fog. All right, we are off to yet another foggy start this morning in Cincinnati with visibility in some spots down below a quarter of a mile. The temperature around 49 degrees and you can see our high today 53. So with the fog around the more in the morning and the clouds around through the afternoon, the temperatures don't move a whole lot. This visibility map actually looks a little bit better than it has over the last couple of hours, but do plan on some areas of fog. We get some rain in here tomorrow, especially in the afternoon. If you're looking for some sunshine, you'll have to wait till the weekend. All right, so sunshine is coming back. 
It's not gone forever, which we knew. Uh, but it's nice to hear confirmation from Randy that it is, in fact, coming back uh, before the end of the week. So we will see that. Um, otherwise, I think that's all. Again, uh, congratulations to Ryle High School for all their hard work. And I look forward to seeing more of it tomorrow morning. Yes, we'll have it on News 5 today. Tomorrow, well, Meredith Stutz has been in contact oh, yeah. with the band director and the drum majors. And she's uh, promised us video of their performance, which we uh, can't wait to see tomorrow. She might stay up and watch it at 11 o'clock at night. She actually might. Or at the very least, set, set an alarm to watch it live. <laughs> All right, that's all we have time for today. We'll be back tomorrow and talking more about the return of the sun as we get closer to it. Have a great day.